Hello again, Dory! Hello, Timothy! And hello to everybody that's listening. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Horror Night Movie Club, where we talk about everything good, bad, wonderful, awful, and everything in between when it comes to horror films. And this week's episode, we are calling... Monster Crush. Yes. We're, we're talking about monsters that we are in love with. Monsters that we wouldn't mind having a fling or two with. Little roll in the hay type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know what I just realized? This should have been a February. This should have been a love special. Oh, God damn it. Yes. I know. Well. Oh, well. Say la vie. Um... On that note, how many... I have 11 people on my list. Jesus And I had to trim Christ. the fat there. How many do you have? I was actually... Okay. I thought we were going to go a little bit crude with this. Uh, okay. So I only have like four or five. Okay. But I narrowed it down to monsters that I want to sleep with. Oh, okay. So... On that note, my first one I don't want to sleep with. Okay. But I have an adorable little crush on. Okay. So I'll start since I have... A mile-long CVS receipt list. <laughs> because you only bought two things there. I did, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was there last night, and I bought four things. Thank you very much. Oh, so you got a uh, three-mile yes, receipt. Yes, I did. Yes, it was very long. So first crush on my list is Sam from Trick or Treat. He's adorable. You're right. He it's is adorable. It's an adorable crush. It's not yeah. a sexy crush. Uh, you know, what's not to love? He's tiny. He wears footy pajamas. Yeah. He'll slice your throat with a lollipop if you disrespect Halloween. Yeah, that's true. This kid speaks my language. How can you not find him adorable? You know, I... And this is going to sound weird. Do you remember when we went to that haunted house that one time a couple yes. years ago? Oh, yes. You got scared shitless <laughs> I know. We've talked about Sam. this before. <laughs> And yeah. you jumped back like three feet in the air. Mm-hmm. You gave like the ultimate punch, which was like two fists out. I don't fuck around. And one leg as well. And then you stopped and went, oh my God, you're so cute. You see? It, he's adorable in that little burlap sap, ma- sack mask. I can't mm-hmm. it's a tongue twister. It's so cute. You know, when he takes his mask off, he's a little bit creepy, but still oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. But I do love the fact that he loves Halloween mm-hmm. as much as I love Halloween. <laughs> and I will slice someone with a broken lollipop if they talk shit on Halloween. <laughs> so I get it. I can relate to this. On that note. Well, on that note, where we're talking about adorable stuff, I'm yeah. going to have to add one onto my oh, list. Well, add it. Stripe from Gremlins. <gasps> oh, yeah. He is adorable. He is so goddamn cute. Mm-hmm. You he's know? wickedly cute. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like the bad boy, you know, the leader yeah. of the pack type of thing. The, he's mischievous. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. He, you, you don't want him against you. You want to be on his side. Mm-hmm. You want to be in the Stripe Army. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> so I like that nice, adorable little crush. Yeah. It's sad the way that he dies at the end. Yeah. But. What are you going to do? Exactly. Is you what know, it is. A karma. Yeah. <laughs> the consequences for his actions. Yep. He was a little bastard. Anyway, I want to get on to the sleeping with people. Sure. I mean, you really are going to think less of me. <laughs> Is that such a thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> After this episode. But you know, the thing is, I've known you long enough. You actually probably won't be surprised. I probably won't, to tell you the truth. <laughs> um, I'm going to just say this first. You may have some of these on your list, but I'm going to knock this out of the park. I am just putting this out there. 
I'm in love with all the Universal monsters. The end. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep with all of them. I'm a whore. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it because I have extensively talked about my love for the Wolfman. Yeah. And Frankenstein's monster. So, and of course Dracula. So that the original Universals, I'm keeping them out of my list because that's just a given. Mm-hmm. But you know, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that one. So I have one. And this love affair started when I was nine years old. And this is like the origins of my psyche. Usually people don't talk about origins of monsters they want to sleep with and nine-year-olds in the same sentence. Well, I didn't know I wanted to sleep with him. I just knew I was strangely (laughs) attracted to him. And the thing is on this list, there are no beasts. These are human beings. Oh, there's beasts on mine. Oh, see, I don't have beasts on mine. I do. I can't wait to hear yours. (laughs) Mine are human, human villains. And this one started when I was nine. This movie came out in 1987. It's the Driller Killer from Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, (laughs) good choice. When I was a kid, I remember going to the video store and seeing the cover of that VHS tape. Mm -hmm. And it's all the girls piled up. You see their faces and you see the back of him and his red drill guitar. Yep. And then you see him. He's like this rockabilly guy, black hair, slicked back, uh huh, very sexy, mm. as you nine year olds do. And I, I was like, <laughs> oh dear. And <laughs> let's just say he slayed his way into my nine year old heart. You sounded like George Takei's stepdaughter right there. Oh dear. <laughs> well, that's exactly how I felt. Oh my. Oh dear. Oh dear. He he has terrible one-liners in this movie. I mean, it's a total of 80s slasher. It's, it's Sleepaway yeah. Camp. I mean, come on. Well, they're bad no, movies to begin with. Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, Slumber Party Massacre. Yes. Same genre. Like, it was Yeah. That. However, he was just... Oh. He used a lot of one-liners from songs. Like, I can't get no satisfaction and let my fire. <laughs> Fucking horrible one-liners. The worst. But he just... He just had that bad boy image with the black leather jacket and the black hair. Mm-hmm. And he would just fuck you up. <laughs> Come drilling through the heart. And I loved it when I was a kid. I was all about the driller killer. <laughs> and I dreamt about, I was like, oh, the driller killer with hearts all around him. But, you know, watching this as an adult. I thought, you know what? Because, like I said, we thought of this episode. You thought of the episode, and immediately my mind goes to Driller Killer. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I watched a little bit of it the other day. And I thought, this movie is fucking horrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> he is horrible. The actor who plays him is Atanas Illich. Excuse you. Bless me. <laughs> Atanas Illich. He hasn't been in very many. I think maybe two or three films, but. He's really kind of goofy now that I look at him <laughs> as an adult. But back then, he was like the shit. Mm-hmm. And he did it for me at nine <laughs> years old. Before my sexual awakening, I knew there was something bubbling up inside. So you were like Tina Belcher? I was. All of a sudden, and butts, 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 butts. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, my inner Tina Belcher really got into the Driller Killer. <laughs> On that note, what's your next? My next, actually, I had to watch it again mm-hmm. because we brought it up in a previous episode. Uh-huh. Um, 
Howling 2, Your uh-huh. Sister is a Werewolf. Fucking excellent movie. I absolutely agree with you on that, to tell you the uh-huh. truth. I've watched it like two more times. Yeah. It's a fun horror film. It is. But if you don't want to like sleep with Sybil Danning, who plays Steerba, there's yeah. something wrong with you. There no. really is. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy werewolf right there. If she yep. changed like halfway through doing it and she bit my throat and there was like blood gushing as I was orgasming, what a way to go. I, I mean, mean, really. I'd go for that too. Yeah, thank you. And then the other gal too is pretty sexy. And uh-huh. Both of them, I'm like, oh, mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I would be okay with like all of like getting like those claws down my mm-hmm. back. I'd be okay with that. I'm glad I'd be okay with it, too. <laughs> Sounds like we're having a party. <laughs> I mean, the, the movie's cheesy as oh, hell. it really is. The CGI fun. is bad, but yeah. it's a fun film. It it's really fun. is. It's not a fine film. Oh, far from it. It's a fun it. film. Yeah. And Christopher Lee, of course, I just, he's great. Mm-hmm. And the guy, well, I can't remember his name. The one who's with the Stirba and the other gal. I can't remember who he is. Mm-hmm. He's kind of sexy, but then he's kind of creepy, like Italian New Yorker, like, hey, you know, <laughs> want to get some pizza? I can't. I'm terrible with accents. <laughs> I shouldn't even try. But You want to give me a ride down to Third Street? <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. He's a little too that-ish for me. But then again, I just say the driller killer, so what, what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? Next. Are you, did you want to elaborate more on? No. That's your sexual tryst with Sturba. The howl, the howl, the howling too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, "Yes." Yeah. You know, it's not like, "Ooh, I was the first time watching a horror film and I saw this lady act." No, you look at her and you're like, "Yes." If she was a wo- yeah, yeah, you're like, "Yes, I will, I will hit that." If she, where she's a werewolf. I agree. And you know, that whole, they were having big old orgy parties. Yeah. And I was like, I can be a part of that and, and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Because I love werewolves. Yeah. Hence That's why it. you love like bearded, burly, manly men. Yeah. Yeah. It's my thing. <laughs> it's your jam. <laughs> it's my jam. It's your lady jam. Next to my jam is a bearded beast. Oh. Otis Driftwood. <laughs> <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses and the yep. Devil's Reject. Yep. This is full circle here, 20 years later, oh, from he, my love of the Driller Killer 2. He looks so gross in those films. Oh, God, I love it. I'm sorry. Oh. He looks like such a dirtbag. You know, I think with the Driller Killer, this really cemented my eternal love for the emotionally unavailable dirtbag. I love it. So this is why here, 20 some years later... Comes Otis Driftwood. Yeah. He is an emotionally unavailable dirtbag who is insane. Mm-hmm. He is insane. Oh, yeah. And the, I don't know what it is about him. <laughs> the, the one line that absolutely terrifies me is from The Devil's Rejects, where the scene, um, the camera's looking up at him, and you see, like, the silhouette from his face, and he says, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. Terrifying, oh, terrifying sense. Maybe you think it's terrifying, but I it... think it's sexy. <laughs> oh, he just does it. He's gross. He's fucking gross, and I love it. <laughs> I mean, I could pass on the necrophilia thing. 
a yeah. big fan of that. But who is? I mean, this Otis day. Driftwood. Oh yeah. Ted Bundy, Ed mm. Gein. Okay, fair but, yeah, point. Yeah, I got another list. <laughs> <laughs> But he's gross. He's got that long hair and beard. He looks kind of, you know, like he's a drifter. Well, driftwood. Drifter. Kind of scraggly. I love that. There is something wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize this now. (laughs) But I have embraced it. Hey, the first thing to, um, what is it? The first step to solving a problem is admitting you have a problem. Yeah, I have a problem. And you know what? It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. And this, I've heard people try to compare Otis Driftwood to Marilyn. Uh, oh my God, I to call him Marilyn Manson. Charles Manson. No. No. Otis Driftwood is. He does the job. Like Manson just mind controlled people. The fucking whatever. Otis Driftwood is like, no, I'm doing it. He didn't have to mind control anyone. He just fucking did the murdering. Mm-hmm. He had a temper. He was just completely unhinged. And he, you know, he's always going off on tirades, and well, he just does it for me. He's so <laughs> gross. And Bill Mosley, I just adore Bill Mosley. Um, and everything, pretty much everything he does, I've never loved the Chop Top character. And yeah. I know that's one of his most beloved characters, but he just doesn't do it for me. But <laughs> Otis Driftwood does it for me in all the right ways. <laughs> so what's next on your list? It's one that we've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of the outcast sort of thing. Okay. So maybe identifying a little bit with you on this one. But it's uh, Ginger from Ginger Snaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello, mm-hmm. mama. I'm sensing the werewolf theme in you. It's it's something to do with body hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, Good yeah. to know. <laughs> Good to know. No, she is just... If you haven't seen Ginger Snaps, it's from 2000. It's a pretty much independent um, horror movie. It's a very well done horror movie for an independent it flick. Is. But Ginger in there is she's dark, she's brooding, she's moody, she's an outcast. She is just yeah. She's great. She's yeah. sexy. Uh huh. Sexy, sexy. Yep. What's her name? Catherine. Catherine Isabel. Yes. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's a great actress. She is. And her just that character and yeah. Yeah. She's just saucy and and you know, she hits that turning point in her in a young woman's life where she's like, This is it, my mm-hmm. hormones are raging. Yep. And she tears it up. <laughs> yep. She actually went on to play in Freddy vs. Jason as well in yes. two thousand three. Yes. So this kind of Got her foot in the door when it came to horror films. Yeah. But Ginger Snaps, yeah. Mm. Yeah, she's a little, because she also did American Mary. Mm-hmm. And then she was in Hannibal. Yep. She was also in most recently uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. <gasps> she is? Yeah. Oh, I have to go see it. Yeah, she played Auntie Ruth. Oh. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. It was good. I, I, it was one of those films where you're, where you're sitting through, you're like, God, this is a good film. I don't know what it's about, but it's a damn good film. Well, it's got some people I really dig in it. So. Yeah, and it was also done by the uh, producers of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, well, then sold. So. Because you know how much I love that film. Yep. But what it was actually about, your guess is as good as mine to tell you the truth. <laughs> good to know. But yeah, Ginger Snaps was definitely... Ooh. Oh, yeah. 
She's pretty foxy. Oh, yes. Agreed. But she's a wolf, so maybe not foxy. She's wolfy. She's wolfy. Wolf. Wolf. (laughs) If if you're wolf lovers like we are, you probably have a crush on her, too. What's next on your list? Two words. Brundlefly. (laughs) As you probably know, if you follow the podcast, I, I sure, I have... I have a love of Jeff Goldblum. It's not as strong as my love for Kurt Russell, as we all know. But I remember seeing this movie. Once again, I was young, and I didn't know really like what it was I was feeling. But now I know. You know, he's not super... He's so much more handsome as an older gentleman. He mm-hmm. is aged like a Very fine well. wine. yes. But he still had that strange, weird sex pill because he was kind of weird looking. He was just kind of freaky and he's just neurotic and he talks real fast, but he just but had those abs, this. though. Yeah. He just <laughs> had that long, lean body and mm-hmm. he was just manic. And, you know, like I've said before, uh, The Fly, it's really just a love story. We know this. Yeah. And I just. That is when I first realized, who is this Jeff Goldblum creature? He's amazing. <laughs> and ever since then, I had always, like I said, I've had a love for Jeff Goldblum. I've, I've followed him in films, and he's just extraordinary. And yes, he turns into that disgusting fly creature, which is one of the best in body horror. Agreed. Thank you, David Cronenberg, for yep. that. Uh, you scarred a lot of minds, a lot of <laughs> impressionable young little brains. But, oh. Brundle fly before he turns, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't want any part of that after he's turning. I don't know the scene where he's turning and he's watching TV. Oh. <laughs> no. And that just made your vagina dry. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Before that, I was all over that. But I'm like, mm, mm, what'd you get to tell me that part? You, you, you were splooging like nobody's business. I was, yeah. I yep. was. <laughs> On that note. Now, now you're going to eat some Vagisil. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Now I know what to do, <laughs> what to think of when I need to not, when I'm like somewhere where I shouldn't be thinking about having sex with Jeff Goldblum. Like at the bar. Yeah. Or out to dinner with the family. That's right. Playing golf. Jury duty. Who doesn't think about having sex with Jeff Goldblum on a regular basis? <laughs> if you don't, then I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh, no, are no. you even living? Yeah. Are you alive? Do you have a brain? <laughs> so what's it like being Amish? Pretty good? <laughs> yeah. Raising barns? Mm-hmm. So the next on my list, um, it's three people, but... Menage a trois? Yes. Yes. Oui, oui. But um, they're all classified as the exact same character. Okay. Okay. It is Monica Bellucci, oh. Michaela Bercu, oh, yep. and Florina Kendrick, who all play Dracula's bride from Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know what? I had to take that off my list. <laughs> I had it on there. And yes, yes, and yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, those yes. women. Are incredibly sexy. Mm, yes. And as vampires or vampresses? Mm-hmm. Vampiruses. Vampiruses. There we go. Awesome. Yeah. The three of them, like I remember, that, and again, going back to childhood, 
watching this when I was like 13 mm. and watching like <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. That scene, I was like, God damn it. I want to be Keanu. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy women. Sexy scene. Gorgeous women. Yeah. I love Monica Bellucci. I think she's just heavenly. Mm-hmm. She is gorgeous. Yeah. And you know what I love is um, in What We Do in the Shadows, they reenact that scene. <laughs> <laughs> when um, he's going in and knocking on everyone's we're, we're doors. We're a flat meeting in 15 minutes. Make it 20. I just love that. Because it, it is a memorable scene in Dracula. Mm-hmm. The brides. Yeah. So, sex-a-latus. Oh, good call. Glad you put it on your list because I took it off of mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what's, on your, what's next on your list? Oh. Warlock. Awkward, awkward pause. Warlock. <laughs> Warlock from Warlock. Warlock, played by Julian Sands. Good choice. Mm, Julian Sands. Mm-hmm. Another thing, like I said, this was 1989. I was a young girl. <laughs> Twas springtime, if my memory calls. <laughs> it was. And I remember seeing Warlock, War, Warlock, 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 and thinking, who in the hell is this man? And I can't tell if. Because he's got that kind of a face where, is he ugly? Is he sexy? Is kind he ugly? Is he sexy? Kind of like Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Well, Mickey Rourke was before, all sexy. Before plastic surgery. Yeah, before plastic surgery, there was nothing unsexy about that man. Mm-hmm. He was one of, oh, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> and then after the plastic surgery, you're right, it's like, he looks okay, but then he doesn't look okay. He, he, but then he looks okay. Like Renee Zellweger now. Yeah, she kind of looks freaky. Yeah. But... I prefer yeah. her with the squinty eyes. I do too. It's, it's just her person. It takes away from her yeah. uniqueness. But Julian Sands is one of those men. Tall, lean, blonde. Mm-hmm. He's got that long hair, that intense gaze. And yeah, and he's got that, you know, that. English accent. Yeah. And he plays a warlock. And I think it's 16th century, 17th century. And they're going to kill him for being a witch. Uh, but he escapes through like a time portal or something, and Redfern, the witch hunter, finds him. You know, mm-hmm. centuries later, and it's Warlock in modern day. I think they're in L.A. And he's just, you know, <laughs> because they're all vampires out there anyway. <laughs> it's true, but <laughs> I just—he was so sexy. He just had this sex appeal about him. One of my favorite scenes in that movie is when. He's at that new age shop and the medium, psychic medium's like, oh yeah, I can channel anybody. And she's totally into him. She's trying to seduce him and everything. He's like, okay. She's like, well, who do you want to conjure up? He's like, she's like a family member. He goes, you could say that, my father, which is, you know, what they call him, Zamiel. Mm-hmm. And she's doing the seance. And it's kind of like when Harry met Sally. Because, you know, <laughs> she's totally into him. And I'm like, I get it, lady. I get it. She's like, hmm, hmm. Like, summoning the demon. And I'm like, I get it. Because he, he does that to me, too. <laughs> and then he takes her eyes out. And he's like, I love that part. But, yeah, he just has this, well, it's just evil but he's sexy evil. He's mm-hmm. sophisticated evil. I could see it. And and then after that, you know, I tried to watch everything he was in. Boxing Helena. Love that film. Yeah. I do love him in Gothic as well. He mm-hmm. plays Shelley. Um, yeah. Julian Sands and Warlock. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's next on your list? Well, mine's coming from a... Um, 
monster movie. Okay. And I didn't realize that it was as old as it is because I saw it in the theaters and I thought, my God, it's been that long since this movie came out. It's been 15 years since Van Helsing came out <gasps> with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah. That long? It came 15 out. 15 years. Jesus, I'm old. 2004. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah, how crazy is that? It seemed like it was just yesterday. It, it seems like it was like five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But the one creature in the whole entire film that does it for me, it's not the werewolf. It's not Van Helsing. It's not Dracula. It's not Kate Beckinsale's character. It's Josie Marin, who plays Marishka. And who. Oh, gorgeous vampire oh okay i was trying to remember what role she was yep she's in the scene at the end where they're trying to get the um the cure Mm -hmm. that's in like the gold syringe Uh and she fights kate beckinsale and she's wearing this gorgeous flowing white dress and she's got the hair that's just wave upon wave upon wave of like golden hue wheat you know (laughs) And even when she gets, like, that holy water sprayed in her face and half of her face is, like, burning and, like, blistering, I'd still hit it. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about her. Oh, I I forgot about that movie until, like, yesterday when I was sitting on the couch after, like, trying to take a nap. And I turned on Sci-Fi Channel and there it was. I was like, I remember this film. And I, I forgot how much of, like, a... Like a steampunk type of yeah. cyberpunk feel that it had for like, mm-hmm. you know, dark ages sort of thing. It was like, this is actually kind of fun. It is kind of fun. You know, there's one thing. Isn't there something with a giant head, like a monster? The mm-hmm. I didn't like that. The one thing that I loved about this film is they went through everything. Yeah. When it came to, I mean, they do Dracula, they do Frankenstein, they do the werewolf, yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, I do love that. I love that. What else do they do? I think that's all the monsters. I mean, the only thing you're missing is the mummy, and you've got Universal right yeah. there. Good choice. Yeah, but... God, it's been a long time since then. Oh, I just aged myself. <laughs> 2004. Oh. It was a simpler time back then. It was a simpler time. I don't know. I think these times are better than 2004. Ga- gas was $3.27 a gallon. That was just the way that we liked it. Thank you very much. <laughs> It was that high? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, it's like two something right now. Yeah. I, I remember the highest gas was, because I was dating a gal that lived right up here off of 2nd, or 3rd, no, 2nd Street. Mm-hmm. No, 3rd Street, I'm sorry. And it was back when I had my Jeep. Mm-hmm. And my Jeep was an 18-gallon tank. Oh, God. And when it was four fifty a gallon, <gasps> Yeah. That sucks. Oh yeah, I do remember when gas prices were yeah high. Yeah, four fifty. That's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So what's next on your list? Now that we've talked about <laughs> vampires and gas prices, because <laughs> that goes hand in hand, as one does. Um, this is one I've talked about before, but I it just the love for this creature is so strong. It's Frankenstein's monster from Penny Dreadful. He also goes by John Clare in this. And like I said, I've talked about this before. If you don't want to hear it again, you can fast forward about, you know, 30, 40 seconds. But 
His character, his character, which all of Frankenstein's monsters always, I love them. Now, are here? Here's the question, though: Are you talking more about like of an emotional, yes, seduction with this character, or yes. are you talking more physical? No, no, like I've been. No, this one is strictly emotional, like. Warlock, Brundlefly, Drilly Killer, that's all physical. <laughs> Otis Driftwood, that's all physical. But Frankenstein's monster slash John Clare and Penny Dreadful, he pulls at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And he's so broken and lovelorn, and he just makes my heart ache. And, you know, all he wants to do is read some poetry and, and snuggle with a woman, but nobody wants to give him a chance. He's just broken. Um, and you know, when the series first, first starts, like I said, it's excellent. And kind of like in Van Helsing, it goes through all of the Gothic novels. You get your Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. you got your Van Helsing, you know, you've got, um, the Dracula and the vampires and he, you've even got Dorian Gray. In yeah. Dorian well. Gray. And in the start of the series, you hate him. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's pissed, you know, like in Frankenstein's Monster. I mean, in Frankenstein, the novel, he's coming after Victor Frankenstein and he's going to kill him. He's like, what did you do to me? And in the beginning, he's killing people left and right. And I'm going to do a spoiler right now. There's that episode where you just meet Van Helsing and he fucking kills him. And I remember being, fuck you. I was so <laughs> pissed. But then as the series progressed they really start showing who he was and his vulnerability. And he's just a big old sweetheart. And mm-hmm. and he, I mean, it made me, there were some scenes he had that made me cry. And I'm not talking single little crybaby walker tear. I'm talking <laughs> full on ugly cry sobbing. I was bawling like when he's in the theater and he he really loves that girl and she doesn't love him back and, he has a whole monologue there and oh. when he meets uh, Vanessa Ives and he's he goes by John Clare and he's with the plague victims underneath the town and I just bawled. I just bawled my eyes how could, out. How could you not in that episode though? I don't know. You don't have a heart if you didn't cry. Exactly. Episode, but I, I love him and I have a crush on him emotionally. Like I said, it's not through my loins like with the other guys I've talked about. <laughs> but he just, oh, my heart. I just wanted to hug him and hold him and nestle him in my bosom. <laughs> so, on that note, what is your next? My next, crush? and it's my last. Okay. And I am unapologetic about this one. I you ready? You yeah, ready for I'm ready. this? It's a drum roll. Jerry from Fright Night, the <gasps> remake, 2011, with Colin Farrell. Ugh. This, yeah, physically, what a Greek god of a body this man has. Romantically, this character, if you, if you're a dude and your junk doesn't quiver a little bit of the notion (laughs) of Colin Farrell biting your neck and holding your body, then you have something seriously wrong with your homophobic thing of love, you monkey. Yes. I mean, if, Mm. if he drained my body with the very last, like essence of my being i would look him square in the eyes and say thank you yeah i mean this guy this character not only uh, he just excumes sexuality yes which if you think about it that's the way that a vampire is supposed to be yes there's sex yes yes they are like the physical embodiment of Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, sexual animal magnetism and attraction. Yes, I agree. And Colin Farrell fits this perfectly. Yeah, you wave that face because you know you're getting steamy right now. I know, Just I'm the, thinking about it. I'm yeah. like, oh, dear. Yeah, the club scene with Imogen Poots. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Imogen Poots, too. She's not a villain, though, but oh, no, a bad but, guy, but she's No, hot. she eventually does become a vampire. Spoiler yes, alert. Yes, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. You've had enough time. Um. Yeah. Again, another... Ooh. Sexy vampire right there when she gets turned. Yeah. Yeah. Vampires and werewolves. Ooh. They, they hit that in, that core, that internal. That animal oh. magnetism. Yeah, the animal instinct. I'm like pulling out my shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They just, oh, that primal mm-hmm. urge inside of you. Vampires yeah. and, and werewolves just yeah. they hit that. That and... I'm, I'm going to talk about this film for just a minute. Oh, go for it. This is a great remake yes, of the original is. from 1984. Yes. The cast is perfect. Mm-hmm. You've got Tony Collette. You've got Imogen Poots. You've got Colin Farrell. David Tennant is also in it, oh, who also plays a Chris Angel type of uh-huh. magician. I mean, it's even got poor little awkward Christopher Mintz Plass. Yes, I, do. I think he's cute. And Anton Yelchin, who, yeah. God rest his soul... He was great. Mm-hmm. He was great as Charlie Brewster. Yeah. I, I agree. Excellent cast. Yeah. I love the cameo. Dave Franco's in it as Mark. Yeah. I mean, this, for lack of a better term, you could call this whole entire, like, a younger casting of this, mm-hmm. you could call this almost a new Rat Pack. Yeah. The only thing it's missing is, like, Zac Efron to be Frank Sinatra <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan to be Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Who's Dino? Um, uh, Dino is my favorite. Miles Teller. Ooh, Just, I don't like Miles Teller. I love that man. I don't. So I don't want him to be my Dino. I do. Okay, I'll have to find someone else for my Dino. <laughs> Not him. Yeah, that 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 would be my initial, my new rap pack: Zac Efron, Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, Dave Franco, um, Christopher Mintz. Plus could be Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh my God, he is Jerry Lewis. And if Anton Yelchin was still alive, we would throw him there as well. Oh, there was another guy who was with them all the time, the Rat Pack. I can't remember Peter his Buck. Name. Was it Peter Buck? I think so. Isn't that the guy from REM? Peter. I don't remember, but we'll, there's we'll have to dude. Google it. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll look it up on Wikipedia. We will. And that is the end of my list. How many more do you have left? You know, I got a few more. Okay. Um. <laughs> Next on my list. I like that laugh. Is Ming the Merciless. Ruler of Flash the Universe. Gordon? Yes. Really? Yes. Is it the bald head or the bad facial hair? I don't know. But... Or, or is it like his um, status and power That's position? That's what it is. Max von Sydow, who plays Ming the Merciless, Ming, Emperor Ming. I can't, ugh. I don't find him handsome. I don't find him physically attractive at all. But I always, I love Flash Gordon. I love that film. Well, yeah, we saw it in the theater. With the real Flash Gordon. Yeah, and we did a Q&A with him afterwards. I know. And you got to meet him. I know. Because you were too chicken shit. And I said, let's go meet him. You went, oh, I can't. I know. Well, then I get all tongue-tied. Um... So watching this movie, like I said, as a child growing up, even as an adult, I always wanted to be kidnapped by Ming. <laughs> you know, like I said, maybe it was the power, the idea of ruling the universe, even if it was just for a short time before he blasted me off into space. 
or that super rad suit, but Ming was a total fucking badass. <laughs> he was. He and was. those brows. Oh, dear. Good God. I really? know. Those crazy. Eye, they look like two large caterpillars yes. trying to fight over a pea. I know. It's the facial hair. It's, it's very um, Anton LaVey. He reminds okay. me of Anton LaVey, the way they have his facial hair and his bald head and his eyebrows. And they put that that black cap on him, that mm-hmm. like shiny black cap. And it just reminds me of that whole, I don't know. But Ming, I always wanted to be kidnapped by him. See, from your obsession. And to be a sex slave. With your obsession with like facial hair and like that dirty, gritty, manly man type mean of. Mean looking man. like I could have sworn that you would have gone for like the uh, the general of the, um, oh, what's the name of the people? The guys with the wings. The one with um, Timothy, or what the fuck is his name? I can't the remember. The Bond guy? Um, no, Timothy that? Dalton? Yeah. No, the... Um, I can't remember. The oh, yeah. He's hot, too. Yeah. I love him, too. Dive! Yeah! yeah that guy. I, I adore him. But he really wasn't a villain. That's true. So I can't put him on the list. But yes, I would like to be kidnapped by him, too. <laughs> but Ming, like, kidnap me, seduce me. You're going to blast me off in the space. I'm just your bride for the hour or for just for now. <laughs> like in that whole scene. But, oh, Ming. Hmm. Well, this that's a side of you I never saw coming. I thought you knew I had that strong <laughs> love for Ming. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. So. Because you're all about that Ming. About I'm that all Ming. about that Ming. About that Ming. No flash. No. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a round or two of Flash, but let me be kidnapped first and let him have his way with me. I mean, it would be consensual, obviously, because <laughs> I want to be kidnapped, but and then I can have a few rounds with Flash Gordon. Now, would it be Flash from late 70s, early 80s Flash, or Flash now Flash? Who's Flash now? I don't know. Oh, but like the, the him actor. now? Yeah. Oh, Flash then. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Sam Jones. Mm-hmm. Sam Jones, that's who it is. Next on my list, you covered it, but there's a, it's a double header. Okay. Jerry Dandridge from oh. the original Fright Night. Yeah. Chris Sarandon. Yeah. And Colin Farrell. You know, whenever I think of Chris Sarandon, all I can hear in my head is Jack. Princess Bride. Oh, I just think of Jack Skellington, too. When he's <laughs> the singing voice. But yeah, Princess Bride. May I live a thousand years and never hunt again. He's... He's one of those, we've already talked about Colin Farrell, we know, right? So I'm going to talk about Chris Sarandon. Okay. He, in a way, he kind of creeps me out. He looks like he really loves smooth jazz. And wears like... And with those sweaters. And, and like the weird like dad pants from the 80s with the thin belt. <laughs> yeah. And he looks like he he's in his, his sweater and his dad pants and... He just wants to make sweet love to you on the bearskin rug by the fire listening to smooth jazz. This is some Kenny G. And I'm like, I can't deal with that, the smooth smooth jazz. I can deal with the sweaters, not the pants so much, <laughs> and not the smooth jazz. But he just had this, he was suave and he was classy and he was just smooth. And, but the, he always was eating apples. And I read that Chris Sarandon, Chris Sarandon was very hands-on in this role as Jerry Dandridge. Mm-hmm. I think that was just his personality, and he probably did that in every role he's ever done. 
but he always wanted to put his input. Like, I think he should do this. I think his history should be this. One of those really, you know, pretentious, over-the-top actors. Yeah. And he said, you know, <laughs> Jerry Dandridge, his ancestors in his history, you know, they're bats because he's a vampire. And he's got a lot of fruit bat DNA in him. Mm-hmm. So that's why he, Chris Sarandon wanted to eat the apples. And all the scenes. That's, that's some pretty good detail. If you yeah, think about he it. like really would get into his characters, and I mean, just really go for it. And like I said, there's something about this character. He's kind of creepy, but at the same time, well, I mean, here on my whole list, they're kind of creepy, but yeah. I totally sleep with them, minus the jazz. Take those pants off and turn off the jazz, and we're doing it on the bearskin rug. But he just, you know. He really plays it up, this character, and you, like, I would be, I couldn't fight his seductive powers. <laughs> like he Even would, with his 80s hair? Even with his 80s hair, I couldn't fight his seduction. Like, I'd be, <laughs> okay, I, I, would, I wouldn't put up a fight. I'd be like, I don't know, let me think about it. No. Like, I'm going to play hard to get. No, I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> All he would have to do is look at me with that sweater. <laughs> Wearing that sweater. Wearing that sweater and back. Well, these are coming off right now. <laughs> no, like just take the pants off right now. But yeah, Jerry Dandridge, old and new. And in the remake, I do love that he has a cameo scene. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, Jerry Dandridge. The next one. That's, that's going to be in your head for the know, rest of you, the asshole. day. You're welcome. <laughs> this next one, it's not a horror film. But it's pretty gruesome in some parts. Okay, I'm listening. And this is one of those guys where you you are going to question my sanity. Oh, I've questioned that for years. <laughs> okay. People will judge me. People, I don't care. People will think less of you after this. You know what? I don't they already shit. do anyway. So I know. I mean, who so gives a you shit? know what? Fuck it. I'm yeah. just going to be me. <laughs> you you live your life, girl. I'm going to live my life. You don't know me. You don't know my life. But I you know get, what? I want to get paid every day. I roll with nine gangs. <laughs> Shut up. Speaking of gangs, gangs of New York, Bill the Butcher Cutting. Oh. Oh, my God. I can't. Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis as Bill the Butcher. He does it for me every time. And here we have a bearded, disgusting, greasy man who's an asshole and a psychopath. Yep. I sense a trend. (laughs) I I think the uh, trend is leaning more towards Patrick Bateman with a beard. Yeah, he's too clean cut for me, Patrick Bateman. Yeah, he didn't make my scruff. list. Yeah. Too yuppie for my taste. <laughs> Showers regularly. God forbid. I know, right? I mean, I do like good hygiene, trust me. But So yeah, Bill the Butcher, one of the greatest villains in mm-hmm. cinema history. I know it's not horror, but his character's pretty horrific. This creep made his way into my heart when I set eyes upon him. He's ruthless, but he has this vulnerability. But you, they don't... Sh- Until the end fight scene is when you find that vulnerability. Well, there's a little part in the beginning... Like, not in the beginning, because it's a fucking 10-hour movie. Yeah. It's super long. But it's well but, done. But, yeah, he shows that vulnerability when he walks in on Jenny in Amsterdam. Uh, what's her face? Cameron Diaz and mm-hmm. Leonardo in bed together. And he sees him. And, you know, there's that slight hint of not even jealousy, but a little bit of sadness. And you learn more about it. And he does have that vulnerability. And it just gives him that just that slight glimmer of humanity. 
yeah to him so he's got just a little bit of that and but really he's just a fucking monster <laughs> oh yeah deep down inside he's absolutely completely detached he is and what he's oh the silhouettes of him mm-hmm. like that character with that, his, with the hat with the hat the stovetop hat and that scene when they're all fighting in the snow what mm-hmm. a beautiful beautiful scene it's gorgeous the contrast with the black and the Oh and yeah, the white snow and this is one thing that I love about Martin Scorsese films. They're not just pieces of good cinema; it is cinematic art. Yes, it, it is. It doesn't matter. Even Taxi Driver, for God's sakes, you could pause that movie, take a screenshot of what yeah. you're watching, frame it, put it on your wall, and when people would come over, they'd be like, "Hey, that looks really great. What's that from?" Yeah, and be like. Funny, you should ask. Taxi driver. This is from blah, blah, blah. This is yeah. from The Departed, you know. I agree. And this film is its a masterpiece to it me. It is. And Bill the Butcher, like I said, for me, he is one of the greatest villains of all time. I could not not put him on my list because it's not technically a horror film. Mm-hmm. But his character is awful, but I want to sleep with him. <laughs> a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And there's this one line that he says. Well, he does need a shower, too. He's a little extra greasy. A little too greasy, in my opinion. But he says something. It's when he's talking to John C. Riley, And, you know, John C. Riley's a cop. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much trying to say, look, I'm trying to uphold the law. I have to follow the rules. And Bill's like, you know what, motherfucker? I don't care. <laughs> like, cram me a river. Yeah. And he says, this is a quote, here's the thing. I don't give a tuppenny fuck about your moral conundrum, you meat-headed shit sack. Just, the way he <laughs> delivers that line, I'm like, oh, I love you. Bill the Butcher. And then John C. Riley gets an axe in the back. Uh-huh. And he does that little fake cry about the rabbit. And at first I was like, is he really, is he really crying? He's fucking pulling his leg. Yep. But, oh, excellent villain. And I do want to sleep with him. See, I wish it's roles like that that make me wish that Daniel Day-Lewis was still acting. I, I, I wish for like a certain, like that type of role mm. that he would come out of retirement. I know. Well, this and his character and there will be blood. Oh God. Oh my Jesus on the cross. Yeah. That man. Oh, he, oh, it's just mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis, John I, Proctor. I think if he came back from retirement and played a movie with Jeremy Irons, that would be good. I, I would not only see that like six times in the theater, I would buy five copies of it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I would own the digital download. If there was a t-shirt, I wear a size large. <laughs> Urban Act Outfitters. Two guys. Make it happen. Yeah, excellent actors. I'm sad he's in retirement, but he had left us with Bill the Butcher. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest villains in Ag- cinema history. Agreed. Um, next, oh, it's my last, and it's also a doubleheader. Drum it's roll. A tie. Gary Oldman from Dracula, and? but young Gary Oldman, not albino conehead and bat. It's when he's got the long brown hair. With with the weird spectacle glasses. Yes, and he's just so sexy, and then the scene with him and Mina, and he's like, I love you too much <laughs> to condemn you. And then the scene... In the beginning of Dracula. With the red armor? Yes, and he just lost his love, and he goes batshit crazy berserk, and is like, bah, bah, and is tearing everything up and throwing things around, and he's so passionate, and I just like, oh, he's got that long, <laughs> it's the long hair and the beard, and I'm like, I've been there, let's get it on, let's do this, 
Dracula. So his role in that, oh, he's so sexy and beautiful. But he's also tied with another vampire. These are my number one, it's my number one slot. Bill Paxton as Severin in Near Dark. Ooh. Ooh. Good choice. I want to sleep with that one too. <laughs> that vamp has swagger. That bar scene, he walks yep. in with that leather coat and his sunglasses and mm-hmm. his spurs. He starts killing people and starting bar fights. And he talks with that accent. And he's like, he smells like a dead pole cat. And he just fucking tears it up. And the my favorite part of that scene is when he's walking the bar. And he's like kind of like giving shit to the bartender. And he kicks his leg up with that spur. And he goes, bah, bah, and he slices his neck open. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, be still my heart, Severin. Yeah, he's number one, him and Gary Oldman. Nice. I mean, it had to be a vampire at the top or a a werewolf, but yeah, I got major crushes on Severin and Dracula, Gary Oldman's Dracula. You know what's weird? We haven't talked about zombies in this episode. Because they're not sexy. Well, some of them are. Killian Murphy is, but he didn't, did he ever turn into the zombie zombie? I can't remember. I don't think so. On 28 Days Later. No, he didn't. Okay. No, he... Oh, okay. He, um... He's running from everything. Yeah. But Robert Carlyle, on 28 Days Later, he turns into a zombie. And I have the hots for Robert Carlyle, period. Was that... Wait, was that 28 Days or 28 Weeks Later? Oh, 28 Weeks Later, yeah. And what about, um... Zombies aren't sexy. What about What's Your Bucket from Return of the Living Dead? Where she's, coming, Quigley? where she's coming out of the tunnel and she's naked, but she's got like the, like the, the zombie makeup and no, nothing, nothing. not doing anything for you. No, it's doing a little bit for me. Like, well, got, got a little bit of a quiver there. Yeah. I don't, zombies aren't sexy. Yeah. They're not. Oh wait, I retract my statement. Fido. Billy Connolly. Playing Fido in Fido. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was... But he's not a bad guy. I mean, he's a zombie, but... He, he's, he's definitely s- downtrodden, to say the least. Yeah, he's sweet and lovable, and he's Billy Connolly, and yeah. I do have the, also have the hots for Billy Connolly. You're not surprised. No. I know this, but... It's, it's the older man, gray and, hair. And the Scottish accent. Yeah. Oh, it just does it. I think I'm going to watch Return of the Living Dead tonight. You should. Yeah. You know, I'm a bigger fan of Return of the Living Dead, too. <laughs> Which, I want to let you know, I killed James Karen. You know how I kill people? Mm-hmm. You know that whole thing? Mm-hmm. S- someone had posted something about Return of the Living Dead, too, because they were going to show it at Bruvies. And they said, what's your favorite part? And I said, well, anything with James Karen in it. All the scenes with James Karen as Frank. And then he died, like, two days later. I'm like, I killed him. That was me. That was all me. <laughs> And I'd done that to lots of celebrities where all of a sudden they just pop into my head. And I, I'll talk about it or I'll watch a movie. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And then they die. Oh. I'm, I kill people. I'm a murderess. <laughs> what can I say? That's been a great episode. Yep. And that's all that we got for you. And I need to go get laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh, well. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I got someone for that. All right. So, um, but if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us all lowercase, all one letter, 
horrornightmovieclub at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, Google Play as well. And we will hopefully get this back on a regular basis because we've had um, a lot of life-changing experiences. Yes, yes we have. So, yeah. Timothy, an- announce your news to the crowd. Oh, yes. I am officially engaged Yay! as of New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, I popped the question to my sweetheart and she cried a lot. I cried a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's been wonderful to tell you the truth. Good. So we you bought just bought a new house. Yeah, we bought a house in Ogden, five minutes away from my work. It's five minutes away from her work. Um, yeah, new house, new car, new wife. It's been busy. It's been oh my god, it's been so amazing though. And I'm going to sound very sappy, and you may get teary-eyed a little bit. I won't. But waking mm-hmm. up to her every morning is absolutely fantastic. That's wonderful. It's the best thing in the world. I just want to let you know that, you know your engagement video? Yeah. <laughs> I missed the first part of it because I was pouring drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you listen to the video, you can hear someone spilled a drink on me <laughs> as I was filming. Like, someone just spilled a drink. You can hear it. So I was in that. I, was I, I spilled a drink on myself to tell you the truth okay. that night. Uh, it yeah. It was the champagne after. It the was proposal. a champagne. It was. <clears throat> I was trying to get that poured, and then I missed the very very beginning of it. So. Oh, I, I didn't know what's happening right then. I thought you were waiting till midnight. Midnight. Well, it was midnight. Well, midnight. it wasn't twelve. Twelve. It was like a few, like a minute or two before. Tomato, tomato. Well, we you know you got a countdown on New Year's Eve, so I was trying to hurry up and pour everything so i missed the very beginning of it I'm oh. like it's happening <laughs> so i was trying to hurry in my drunken state and but it was a very beautiful moment so it's gonna be a big year yep it's gonna be yep. a big year it's gonna be amazing yes it is so it's gonna be one of the best years of my life yes always a pleasure always a pleasure <laughs>